If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. And this is your host, Heather Bayer. And this is a fairly long episode, so I'm going to uh, dispense with any introduction and jump straight into my discussion today with your friend and my friend, Matt Landau. Happy to have with me, as always, um, all the way from Panama, my BFF, Matt Landau. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing? Good morning, Heather. I'm doing great. It's 82 degrees and sunny. Hmm. Thank you. That's about all I'm going to say. <laughs> it should, I, should I take that to mean that it's not 82 degrees and sunny where you are? It's sunny. Uh, it's not 82 degrees and there is snow gently drifting down. Um, I can still see some green, actually, which is, it's, it's a little bit surreal because, you know, as the snow drifts down and covers up the green, that that's the last time I'm probably going to see it until April. Ah, but it sounds lovely. That sounds very scenic, at least. It does. It, it will get scenic, and it has been the last last couple of days. You know, we've had a few snowstorms, and you end up with the trees just really hanging heavily with snow, and it's just perfect, particularly in the sunlight. It's lovely. Cool. Well, it's nice to chat with you. Long time no see. I know. So, what have you been doing? You went to uh, you went home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I went home for Thanksgiving. That was lovely. Um, visited my parents. We went over to their um, new little vacation rental on the Chesapeake Bay, and which is a, a, a lovely part of the world. Have you ever been in that neck I, of the woods? I have never been there, but I've seen pictures. It looks wonderful. I've read it's books. Cool there's, lots, there's lots of books about, written about that area, fiction, novels, yeah. There is more o- a waterfront real estate because of all the little inlets in that area than I think, or maybe it's like the price per square meter is cheaper than any waterfront real estate than anywhere else in the States. Wow. Because uh, it's all these beautiful little inlets, which means that like for a, a reasonable price, you can find this totally secluded waterfront area. And my parents like totally stumbled into it. So we just went out there and celebrated a couple of days, basically didn't leave the house, watched football and ate too much food. How was your how was your Canadian Thanksgiving? That was in October, right? Oh, that was in October and where where were we? Somewhere somewhere down in the US. I think we were in Kentucky for that. Um hmm. yeah, every year we're we're always away for Canadian Thanksgiving. So we we probably just Phil and I just put a turkey a, a chicken on the barbecue and <laughs> a, a chicken or a turkey? A chicken. I can't fit a turkey on my barbecue. No, my dad, that's exactly what my dad does. Well, we do at Christmas. When we're home, we've got, you know, one of the Weber big um, charcoal yeah, um, grills. And, and yeah, we, we always, we have done for years for Christmas is put the turkey on the barbecue. Wonderful. Yeah, my, um, my thing is I prepare a big brisket. I'm not a huge uh, turkey fan. So uh, we have two proteins for our Thanksgiving dinner. I do a gigantic brisket that I buy at... Uh, uh, Price Smart or one of those Sam's Club, and it's like the size of a human. <laughs> and I marinate it, 
for a day and then I cook it for a day and then I actually let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and then I recook it at the end for the last couple hours the day of. That's my little Thanksgiving strategy. Wow, I need that recipe. You ever, you know, you ever notice how some food is better as leftovers? Oh, too true. Yes. A lot of so, food, so lot of actually, food's better <laughs> like that. I'm, I like, I built that little thing into the cooking procedure. So I, it's essentially one big leftover main dish. That sounds, that sounds truly terrific. I need that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get that recipe from you. And Hey, how's the, how's the summit planet planning coming? The summit planning is, is just motoring. It really is. If is you've, it? you know, you've seen, um, the array of speakers we have, cause we've now put up, I think probably 80% of speakers. We've got a few more coming in. Um, incredible array. You just guys, you guys went gangbusters this year. <laughs> well, it was easier. We had, you know, because people- they'd, they'd heard about it from, from, um, from the previous one. I keep saying thinking uh-huh. last, last year, but it's only a few months ago. So they'd seen it. We, and, and once we started getting some, some, just some great thought leaders on board, people weren't saying no, it was a yes, yes, yes across the board. So we are just blown away with caliber of, of speakers. Um, people want to come see you. We've got David Angotti. I mean, we'll have a, have a quick talk about David and, and his situation in a sec. But David, oh um, you know, we got David who is who is just just amazing. You're going to deliver amazing con- uh, content on content. Um, and then Eric Mason, who I was delighted was going to come on board to talk about technology and how technology has has changed and where we're going with technology. And then all the sort of subject matter speakers, getting mm-hmm. t- Tammy Sims and Alex Nig back. Evelyn Badia from who who is just wowing the Airbnb community at the moment. So you know, and 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 just a ton more. I put a link to uh, the summit website so people can go and see who those speakers are. Ticket sales are going really well too. This has got to be the most. I'm just looking at the page right now. This has to be the most thought leaders in one space history of the industry, right? I I think so. Do you know I go and look at it most days and just <laughs> and think like a new pair of shoes or something you just admire <laughs> sitting on your like counter. <laughs> well, it, well, it is like that because I I'm as I say blown away by by the people that we've attracted and they all want to come because they all want to talk to each other. They want to to network with all the attendees so much it, because it is just about you know it's it's this great group. Oh, and we we probably have a new speaker to be added soon. Um, can't say who it is at the moment, but it's it's somebody who is another big thought leader in this industry and who originally wasn't going to come um, because of mm-hmm. another event going on at about the same time. And mm. he contacted us last week and said he's you know thinking that he might defer from going to, to the other event and come to this one instead. Oh, you really know how to get the the drama going, Miss Bear. <laughs> Well, I can't share it. We haven't signed on the dotted line yet. <laughs> but you know what else I would add? I, I, just apart from looking at all these amazing people who are all super smart and, and doing amazing things in their own right, is the non, like, quote unquote, experts, the, mm-hmm. the general attendees that attend these conferences, they all have such progressive attitudes. And they're all, almost all, like, very, very successful in another area of life. So that when they all get into the same space or the same breakfast table or just the same line for coffee, like incredible conversations begin to 
spawn. That's what I think the true um, magic of this event is. You know, you only have to, if you look at that video um, that runs at the, uh, at, at, on that page, j- just looking at some of those images of, of people just talking, listening, um, enjoying themselves, there is such, you know, that there's still pictures and there's such animation in there. And then there's yeah. a little, you know, the little vignettes of, of people saying what they thought about how, it's, how it was impacting them. We didn't set those up at all. We just got some people no. in the room and said, what do you reckon? What do you think? You also attracted the, the right kind of person, the person who, when they are in the right conditions, whether they're aware of it or not, they're going to begin soaking things up and giving their own personal perspectives. That's just like, I think, a, a great um, style of marketing, attracting the right quality people and putting them all in one space and letting the magic happen. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've got so much time left and so many more things to share. Uh, something else I'm going to share about it towards the end of, um, of our discussion as well. So um, what we're talking about today, we're going to talk about um, our uh, respective Airbnb experiences because we've, we've both been sort of Airbnb virgins. And uh, yeah. now we're not. So we're going to discuss that. And then um, I wanted to share with you something that's been working and a new, um, something I've been doing recently that's really working for me now. Um, and you're going to share a resource that, um, that you've been using too. And then after that, we're going to do a new segment in our mashup with Matt, which is going to be called Five on Four. Because there are so many amazingly good websites out there that owners are creating. And I thought we could um, use, use this discussion as a little bit of a showcase for them and uh, for, for some of those and have a quick sort of talk through four websites and we'll take five minutes on each one and, um, and see how that goes. Um, okay. Oh, sounds like a great plan. But first of all, I just wanted to, um, to give a shout out to um, David Angotti, David and Wes from smokymountains.com. Because if um, those of you who are listening did not know, there was a disastrous fire right on the edge of Gatlinburg. And, and it, was a, it was a tragic fire just two, um, was it a week ago, a week ago. And I know that you know, t- two Canadians were, were killed in that fire. They were at their vacation home. They never made it out. There were a number of other deaths. A lot of people lost their vacation homes and their homes and their livelihoods. And I'm going to put a link at the end of these of the show notes to um, to, to the fundraising effort in Gatlinburg for, for for those people who have lost so much. If you if you can, if you can go to that link, make a donation. Those um, those fundraising efforts are all going to the people who need it the most. So I'd encourage you to, to go there, take a look, and, uh, and donate. And another thing I would just add to that um, is I think David and Wes are, are great community leaders in, in a way when this type of adversity does strike, and we never know when it's going to strike our personal lives or our, our destinations, of really taking the lead and stepping forth and, and helping relieve um, the problem. Another great way to help would be plan yourself a trip to Gatlinburg or to the Smoky Mountains in general. I read David and Wes put together a nice um, company statement on the state of the region based on the, the fire. And the, my biggest takeaway was that um, 
it's ready for business and neighborhoods and communities go through challenging times. And um, a lot of the times it's up to those of us who maybe don't immediately live in that community to step up and make a visit or send good vibes, like you said, or contribute in order to really help them sort of make progress. So I thought that was a very nice way of phrasing it on their behalf. And certainly if I was within distance, I would make a little trip over there and go support those guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw the same post that, that David wrote, um, loved the message in it. So I'll be putting a link to that post at the end of the show notes as well. Cool. Okay. Airbnb. I booked my first Airbnb. I haven't been to mine, so I want to hear about your experience first, and then I'll oh. tell you about mine. Uh, mine was very exciting. I, um, I was going to New York City. Uh, my foundation was nominated for a prize, which unfortunately we did not win. The ceremony itself was very beautiful, um, and we were uh, one of three or one of four laureates that in the end um, took home the runners-up prizes, but it was a, a cool experience. And going with my team, I thought it might be a nice opportunity to um, avoid the traditional hotel just because the hotels in New York are so expensive and go for an Airbnb. And my first, um, my first instinct was to contact Evelyn <laughs> because I needed a little bit of guidance. There's some like, I think part, I've been, I've never used Airbnb for two reasons. One, I think I'm a little bit intimidated maybe by it just because it's this big fast moving machine and uh, it's just like a little bit daunting for someone who has never chosen an Airbnb over a traditional hotel but also because I'm so familiar with vacation rentals that when I travel um, a, tr a conventional vacation rental for me has been the bread and butter over the past five or ten years and an Airbnb just seems this new pocket of short-term accommodations. So I contacted Evelyn and she walked me through like, I wasn't even sure if I had to sign up in order to make an inquiry. She said, yes, you gotta sign up. She walked me through the profile building process. She sent me a couple properties uh, that she approved of. I selected one. It was, if I'm not mistaken, 500 bucks a night. It was a three, it was a three bedroom flat. Mm -hmm. um, and on paper looked amazing. And I should just say the, the final experience was very positive. I would most definitely stay in an Airbnb again. But like I'm guessing um, people who have tried their first Airbnbs might have guessed there are definitely some quirks to staying um, in someone's home as a, a professionally managed vacation rental. One of the funny first components was when we first arrived there was like the equivalent of a scavenger hunt in order to get into the apartment. <laughs> so we needed to find a secret phone booth, which was on the corner of the street. And then we needed to find the right lockbox. There was like 20 lockboxes, <laughs> which to me suggests that there's like 20 Airbnb hosts within a block of that, prop, uh, that phone yeah. booth. So we, we, we fumbled with the, the, the little lockbox and we got it open finally. And then we closed it back up and we scrambled the code so that no one else could get in. That was part of the instructions. So I was following the instructions properly. I felt like a spy a little bit. <laughs> and then I walked uh, down the street and I found the door, which was nondescript in between two, like a tavern and a little Amish market. 
and I had to do like a special sort of jiggling of the key. Again, this was all very clearly articulated in the instructions. So it wasn't like I was, uh, I didn't have to come up with these solutions on my own. So I jiggled the right key and I made my way into the lobby. And then I found a second door where I had to use the second key. And then right as I was opening the second door, a neighbor came walking down. And I remembered from reading my instructions that if any neighbors asked, say, here just visiting. So I just, before he even said anything, I said, I'm just here visiting. <laughs> and I think he that was a little weird, but also funny. And I made my way up to the uh, flat, which was huge, super spacious compared to what I thought. Had three bedrooms. It was more of a personal living space than I've ever experienced in a vacation rental uh, property. So like uh, the gentleman, I can't remember his name, the host, but all of his ingredients were in the cupboard, like his spices and stuff like that. His shampoos and stuff were in the, the shower, which I think some people might find a little weird, but frankly, I found it just fine. There was some other little weird details that I think just take a little bit of getting used to. This particular owner, it's worth noting, was outside of the country versus, uh, as I have learned, most of the owners who are actually in the country and in a lot of cases in the properties themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so this would be considered like a absentee owner, uh, I suppose. Uh, but just in general, it was a great location. It was great value. I probably saved um, 500 bucks per night because we would have otherwise had to uh, rent out three different hotel rooms. It was um, allowed us to kind of live like a local. I was able to get some simple groceries downstairs at the Amish market and go up and make myself a little salad. Um, so it was um, accessible and kind of local-like in that sense. Uh, and then in the end, Airbnb prompts you to rate or review the property, and I believe encourages the host to rate or review the guest, which I think is probably the most the, the biggest thing that I learned from that experience is the the power of these reviews mm -hmm. because um, you can't hide it and it allows potential guests to see exactly what they'll be getting and it allows hosts to see what these potential guests have in store for them. And that's something that the vacation rental industry has not yet figured out. So where's your problem? Where's the Airbnb that you're going to stay in? The one that I booked is in Ottawa. Um, we, we will be going to a, um, it's called the cottage and big backyard show, uh, in February in, in Ottawa. And it's, it's sort of a bit out of the city near the airport and the, the options were, uh, we're exhibiting there. So we're there for three nights now beforehand when we've been the real only alternatives are airport hotels. Um, and I did not want to, you know, when, when you go in there to set up on the, on the first day and then, then you're, you're there from noon till nine o'clock at night. Um, yeah. you know, by the time you get out, it's 10 o'clock. You don't want to go out and you know start looking for a restaurant at 10 o'clock at night around the airport area. It's just, you know, you're going to find the, the chain restaurants and that's about it. And I, I, I'm not a great restaurant goer anyway. So I thought, wow, you know, I should do an Airbnb on this one. So of course, you know, this is February, so I haven't been there yet, but it was just the experience itself that I found interesting. Just as you say, setting up the profile, um, then sort of getting this odd feeling that I'm being screened yeah. as well as, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, um, at the property, I'm looking at the reviews, um, 
and thinking, well, this looks great. And then wanting to sell myself to the... I know, qualify. (laughs) Yes. You know, I'm I'm writing her the email saying, this is me. I own this company. We're we're exhibiting. And and I knew, you know. (laughs) I promise I'll be a good guy. I'll be really good. We're in the vacation rental industry and, um, you know, we're, we're probably going to give them some tickets to come as well, which I think would be oh, nice, cool. nice for them to come and take a look at it. Um, but yeah, it was what I loved was that it, it was an immediate, we got this immediate connection with the owner. And this is something that, um, that we've been talking about with, with the listings, the big listing sites that we, we seem to be losing that connection. But yeah. as a guest, I want that connection. I want to talk to the owner, and it was made incredibly easy. So, we'll, um, you know, I'll come back. I mean, this is whole house, um, a whole house rental. Um, so it is, in effect, a vacation rental, but done through the Airbnb process. So I will report back. I should tie that all up by saying my New York host is now pretty much going to be in the crosshairs uh-huh. uh, of the council as just after I left. Uh, they officially banned mm. Airbnbs in New York by absentee owners, if I'm not mistaken. And, and the one kind of um, unsettling thing, I got to be honest, is that Airbnb, when they either settled the lawsuit or retracted the lawsuit against New York, who had banned this type of properties, they included this clause. And I don't know if you saw this, Heather, but they included a clause that, that basically said, New York City was not allowed to sue or fine Airbnb, but they could sue or fine the hosts yeah, themselves. I, I did see and that. And I felt like that was kind of a weird thing. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't think it's going to last. We're going to hear of it. Yeah. It's like um, you're kind of throwing me under the bus. But it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I, I'd love to give announcement at the moment. I'm, I'm expecting a baby at the moment. I don't know if you knew that. Woo! Yeah. Um, a new grandchild. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason I mention that is because um, I'm going to go to Berlin in March to visit my new granddaughter, which will incidentally, oh. incidentally, be granddaughter number six. It's about incredible time we had some little boys around here, but uh, but yeah, she's uh, she's twelve days overdue at the moment, so I'm I'm sitting here with my. Uh, with my phone right beside me expecting the news any minute. Um, oh, okay, so you're like on <laughs> pins and needles right now. I am. But yeah, I've been, I, so, so I'm going to Berlin in March and I've been looking for somewhere to, because I'm going for five five days. I can't stay there. They've got a small apartment. I don't want to stay, um, you know, to, to impose myself on this new family in, them, in their apartment, my son and daughter-in-law. Um, so I wanted to stay close by um, and thought, oh, Airbnb. I, I know it must have crossed my radar at some point that Airbnb, that, um, Airbnb and short-term rentals were banned in Berlin in June, oh, yeah, this, right. in June of this year. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think you can find them under the radar doing the spy thing like, like you had to. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, probably going to have to go to a hotel, which is a great shame. Um, okay, so that's Airbnb. We'll, we'll come back to that. We shall no doubt revisit that um, when that time comes and... I get to experience mine. Very briefly, I just wanted to talk through something that's been working for me recently because I want to give a massive shout out to Will Franco and Reed, I think it's LaFerrier from Jive Jive Systems. Systems. Yeah, I love them. Um, I signed up for Jive Systems over a year ago after talking to Will on a podcast and then never never used it. And every so often I thought, you know, I'm paying for this every month. I really should use this thing. And I wasn't sure what was holding me back. And then 
And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who attended the Jive Systems webinar two weeks ago. Um, I know you did, Matt, because you were you were there, you were on it, and that was a that was a great little segment you did. Yeah, it was their 10 year anniversary, and they their their goal was to share everything that they had learned in 10 years. It was pretty comprehensive. Oh, it was well, it was two hours. It was amazing, and and I couldn't stay for the entire two hours because of um of of an, another commitment I had. But even from the sort of I think it was just under an hour that I was able to sit in. I was so motivated and I thought, I've got to take action on this. And I got in touch with them immediately. Now, that was two weeks ago. I've had two short sessions with Reed. We should explain to people what it is real quickly. The Jive System software, basically, it's a software, but more importantly, it's kind of like an educational platform. It helps people like me and Heather and people who do not have any experience on camera to communicate their personality and their authority using video in a business context. So the specifics of uh, what they covered was, you know, how to do it, the type of equipment that you need to be doing. You you don't need fancy DSLR cameras. You don't need all this different, um, you know, applications and pieces of software. You just need habits. I think there was like nine habits or nine building blocks their presentation with the outcome being not like a super fancy Hollywood style film, but rather a business professional video, you sitting in front of a high definition webcam and connecting very briefly with your potential guest or with a potential owner for your property management firm or a potential provider or whatever. So you, it sounds like created some digital handshakes afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. I had two short sessions. Where, the first one where we just talked through what equipment I had and what equipment I needed. And and that was that was 15 minutes and mind-blowing because I actually had most of it. I just didn't know how to connect it all together. You know, it, it just seems so complicated. We've, we've seen some of these video handshakes or these little short videos that people are doing and, and it just looks so simple, but I couldn't figure out the technical aspect of it. So, that was a 15-minute session. I ordered the equipment um, within a day of having it delivered. Reed was back on the phone with me. And this was this is the kicker. With Within 30 minutes of starting to talk with Reed, I had the equipment set up. And not only that, but I'd recorded two videos and I'd emailed them out. Wow. And how long had it taken you to do one video? Years. A year. A year. <laughs> but within, it, it, was, it was astonishingly easy. And now I can, I've got everything set up here. It's such an easy little setup. There's no massive cameras or anything like that or big lights. It's, it's just such a simple setup. And I can walk into my office. I plug a microphone into my laptop I plug the the little the tiny little camcorder into my laptop and I can have a video done and emailed out to one of my clients five minutes later. Yeah, that's what they're really selling um, after getting to know Will's business model. What they're really um, the value in their service is the workflow and, and not and uh, you to take more than a couple minutes to literally flip on the camera, say, hey, Heather, it was so great to do that podcast with you. Look forward to doing another one next month. See you later. That tiny little gesture 
should not take more than a couple minutes. And like you said, after you get the technical uh, things out of the way, the rest is really just habit. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because um, I think we all go through this where some something comes up, something new that we want to use and we think it's great and people are telling us it's great and we should be doing this and we get hung up on something and really don't know where to go, who to ask. But, um, you know, help, help is out there. And, um, yeah, that's, that's what's been working for me recently. Amazing. Congratulations. I guarantee, Heather, that you integrating those little video handshakes into your property management, vacation rental stuff, and Cottage Blogger and the Summit and all that, it's just going to take your business to a new level. At least it did for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I mean, I've done a few now and I'm getting really good feedback. So, uh, yeah, you so. just got to kind of get the hang of it and get over the, the nerves and the feeling of like, I look weird on camera because we all feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. So anything, uh, anything new been working for you recently? Um, new working for me. I, I want to talk about this, um, service, which is, Kind of like the professional version of Cliff Notes. You remember Cliff, Cliff Notes? Sure. I used, to, I used to use that as a kid in school. I wouldn't read the book. I would just read the Cliff Notes, and then I would attempt to take the test. And um, this service is called Read It For Me. It's, if I'm not mistaken, readitfor.me. I'm someone who needs lots of mm, um new information. I love to explore and read books and I love to hear new ideas and it really gets my mind going. Uh, specifically when I'm in, in the morning, when I go on runs and stuff like that. However, I have a tight schedule and I don't have hours and hours to sit and read all of these incredible books that are teaching really powerful lessons. So I was turned on to read it for me, which is a service that um, not only reads through the actual book, and summarizes it in an executive uh, format. But it takes it two levels further. One would be kind of this, almost I would call it like um, a creative interpretation. So it, it really takes the, uh, synthesizes the information from the book and wraps it up in a really easy to digest lesson format. Most of the summaries are um, only take a couple minutes to read. So you get the real meat and potatoes of any given book of which they have most of the new like cutting edge business books in their library. But the other element that I love is their video uh, summaries. And basically they have these incredible um, digital uh, like graphic designer folks who take those executive summaries and put them into visuals. So you're actually hearing the executive summary text and audio and you're watching the interpretation visually. And it, for me, someone who really learns best when I'm, when I'm watching, it's like the most comprehensive lessons that I've ever received. I wish I had this type of thing back in school. Uh, and it really allows me to knock out pretty much like a book per day. And when people um, who want to be learning more in the vacation rental industry and don't have enough time, write off the idea that they can learn more um, it makes me think that this would be useful to them too. So read it for me. It's an incredible service. There's a couple services just like it. Um, I can't remember exactly how much it costs, like 30 bucks a month. 
but it really has sped up my learning in the world of sort of online business development. Wow, I'm just looking at the website now, and uh, it, it, that looks amazing. And yeah, 30 bucks a month or um, $300 for a year, which, uh, you know, when I, when I look at what I spend on books each year that sit in my library and don't get read because I don't have yeah, the time to exactly. do it. So I, 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 shall, I shall take a, 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 a more of a look into that. Um, it looks great. Um, cool. Okay, time's moving on a bit. So I want to get to our new segment, which is called Five on Four where we're going to evaluate what we like the best about owner websites. And we'll each have five minutes to explore a website, perhaps three minutes each, and then two minutes we can discuss it um, and talk about what we feel works well and what maybe other owners can learn from them. So uh, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Websites are critical these days, so I think going over uh, prototypes is always a good idea. Okay, shall I kick off? Yeah. Okay, I want to focus first on um, a site called seahorsediamondbeach.com.au. And the AU is a bit of a giveaway that uh, this, the, the property uh, is in Australia. And, and it's run by a wonderful lady called Diane Denton. She has been on the, um, uh, on the podcast, I believe it was in, uh, it was VRS134, and the reason was we were talking about her unique niche and hers is horses. And I haven't seen this before. You know, we, we see a lot of people who've got dog friendly properties, but this is a complete horse friendly property. And before I go on further, I just want to mention that to Diane, together with her husband, Chris, won the 2016 New South Wales Tourism a tourism awards and they were the silver award winners for excellence in self-contained accommodation. So I just wanted to share that because um, I've been talking to Diane recently about um, what she had to do to submit her property for this award. And she was saying, you know, if there are awards within your tourism industry, go for it because it really, it really makes you up your game. Um, so that's probably something we'll come back to, but I wanted to share that because, and huge kudos to Diane and Chris for doing that. Heather, do, do most tourism industry, uh, tourism, um, uh, boards have those types of awards? Should that, isn't that something that we should all like be looking into for our local? Um, I, th- there are some, I'd love to hear about more. I think, you Even know, just to be like nominated seems like a great honor absolutely and we're going to just briefly touch on that at the end of um at the end of talking about these um these these websites because it's something we want we're thinking about doing for the summit so okay so more on this website couple of things first thing she diane knows her avatar she abs her persona the person she is targeting everything to she knows this person intimately and her avatar owns a horse and you can see that in every aspect of the website because it, they've done a fabulous video. And the video opens with the dream that her avatar has of riding their horse on a beach. Now, they're a couple of hours from Sydney. So they attract, um, so her avatar, her persona, usually lives in that area. They're in Sydney. They're in the outskirts, perhaps. They may be on a horse farm, but they have horses. But, and and sh- as she says, their dream is to ride their horses along a beach. So the video opens with a horse riding along a ve- beach. That is, 
that's <laughs> I don't know what more to say about that. That uh, that if 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 I was sitting in the outskirts of Sydney, I have a horse, I have you know some some fields that I ride on, but I dream about riding the horse on a beach. You've just sold me. I'm coming to your place now. The tagline is the ultimate pet friendly beach house, and that's the first thing you see when you get onto the website. So you've got a couple of things there. You've got pet friendly and you've got beach house. I mean, put the two of them together. I mean, I'm a dog owner. Um, The thought of going to a beach with my dog is fabulous. Two pages. She has one page on, I'm not, not, not two pages altogether, but she has one page that is solely on horse friendly features of the, um, of the property. And she has another page, which is solely on dog friendly features. And then finally, Pages of great images of dogs on the beach, horses on the beach, dogs and horses on the beach, and pets in general having fun. And the reason I wanted to promote or or to showcase this website is that this is such a great example of an owner so closely defining their avatar and creating the website that directly targets them. Yeah, I love that. I mean... We always talk about people who are concerned that, that, they ha- that they can't compete with listing sites. This is a great example of finding a niche that listing sites will never be able to get as personal or intimate with as someone like Diane with such an amazing wealth of knowledge and passion for horses and pets. This is the future, we think, of, of the limited edition vacation rental product, someone who's able to pick a very, very specific Thing and just do it better than anyone else. And I th- a lot of people, when, when you talk about persona or avatar, think that by doing that, you are filtering out all the other potentials, all the other potential people who aren't in that niche who might be interested. And, and that's, that there is a likelihood of that. But those people weren't going to book your place anyway. Right. Or, you know, or they've, got a, they've got a gazillion others to choose from. By really honing in on that avatar, that persona, you are going to attract exactly the people that you want. It reminds me of some of these restaurants nowadays that they're, they're oftentimes in tourist destinations where they have their menus are like 25 pages long and they've got pizza and sushi and pasta and seafood and ice cream and salads and falafel and Middle Eastern food. They've got all these different things. And you know, the moment you open that thing up, simply because they're trying to appeal to everyone that they're not going to be spectacular or most likely not going to be as good as any one individual specialized chef in any of those areas. So if you're an independent owner, don't try to have the menu that covers every single food type specialize on one dish. And the people who are attracted to your restaurant for that one dish will end up enjoying themselves much more. Oh, great analogy. Great analogy. Okay, I overstepped my, I, I overdid my five minutes. So you still have five. You know, it's just going to be a long podcast. Well, mine is a perfect um, um, segue, and it's called Sinya. And it is a, an incredible example of what I call the limited edition vacation rental niche. And this is very similar to Diane's niche. Um, increasingly, we're finding that vacation rentals are being forced into one of two buckets. One would be the professionally managed type um, that is kind of, as an owner, you're required to abide by the rules and regulations and guidelines of your property manager. 
And then there's the other limited edition type that really does things differently. It's the mom and pop equivalent uh, of our industry. It's uh, a product that does not compete with the commodity good. Rather, it carves out its own specialty niche. And Lynn Gallimore is an amazing woman. She, um, I met her in Austin several months ago. She had a life-changing trip to Africa several years back. And not just the destination um, spoke to her, but also the lodging that she was staying in, which was a luxury tent uh, in the middle of a safari. And she felt it was so amazing that when she got back to Texas, she decided to import one of these luxury tents and place it on her property in Wimberley, Texas, which is outside of Austin. And the property looks very similar to something like you'd find in the Serengeti. It's big, open, expansive, green space. And Lynn plopped down this property. And her, her website, Hill Country Sinya, H-I-L-L Country, C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, Sinya, S-I-N-Y-A.com, is incredible for a couple of reasons and not the obvious ones. If a professional website optimizer took a look at this website, they'd probably not be totally impressed. Um, but for me, what makes a vacation rental website successful is its ability to communicate its personality of the property and the host. And Lynn does some of the most incredible things. She uh, does all the little things right to begin with. She meets all of her guests in person. She offers these incredible little amenities like s'mores fixins and shampoo and soap that's bee friendly for like the pollination of the bees in the area. Um, she does not rely at all on listing sites, which is a remarkable thing. I think it's something that a lot of us independents strive for these days. And she invests very little in marketing. She doesn't do SEO. She doesn't even really blog. Yet because her product and her property are so unique, she gets tons of press, she gets tons of word of mouth uh, bookings, and she's booked throughout 2017 simply because she's focused on the internal components of what she does as opposed to anything external that she can't control. And her website does the basic things right, it has amazing photographs, it has testimonials, it shows her press features. She gets featured in like a new uh, lifestyle magazine every couple months. It has an online booking capacity. She uses a software called Reservation Key, which is actually the one that I happen to use. It's super simple. Uh, again, something that a lot of professionals or people who are advanced would consider a bit clunky, but it does the simple requirements of allowing someone to see the live calendar, Two, if a night is available, book it or at least block it off using a credit card. Um, and it's just a, a good example. This website, I think of something that is everything that you need, nothing that you don't, and, and rests upon the most important facet of all, and that is a really unique property. So I love giving Lynn shout out. If you were to meet Lynn and say, you're doing such incredible work, you have experienced such success in such a short period of time, where are you going next? The big corporate bigwig may expect her to say, I'm going to build a fleet of tents or I'm going to expand into other provinces or I'm going to you know, increase my rates or sell my business to a local investor. But if you meet Lynn, um, she just loves 
one tent, meeting guests who come in and have an absolutely spectacular time. And for me, that's the epitome of an independent vacation rental owner these days who does it because they want to and they love it and they're good at it, not necessarily because they're making tons of money or because they can sell out in the end. Oh, that's a wonderful feature, Matt. And I love, I love the, um, the, the homepage of this website. It just captured me immediately um, just because of the, um, the social proof, the, all the places that she's been featured in. And yeah. people love that. They just, I, I want to go to the place that's been in that magazine. And if, that mag, you know, if, if, if you've been in the San Antonio magazine or Texas Monthly or the Austin magazines, I want to go there. So just, just, uh, that's just a great piece of marketing. To actually get and and anyone, anyone who looks at this and says, okay, I get that. That's amazing. But my vacation rental is not as unique as a luxury African imported tent in the middle of the Texas version of the Serengeti. How do I achieve that level of, of personalization? I always like to recommend that you truly double down on your property's quirks and your own personality. And those are two things that no big corporation could ever replicate. And there are two things that most of us have in spades. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to have this incredibly uh, iconic property to be able to benefit the same way that Lynn has. Yeah. Great choice, Matt. Thank you. Uh, of course, all the, 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 link, Lynn. Yeah, the links to all these properties are going to be uh, on the show notes. So please go take a look and um, just, just look at them alongside the commentary you're getting and, uh, and see why we've, we've, we've chosen them. My, my second one is Villa Carpe Diem in Cyprus. Um, I chose this for, for a couple of reasons, one of which is I, I got to stay there for a week um, back in September of, of this year. Just an absolutely fabulous place with the most amazing pool and fantastic views. But I, I had a lot of properties to choose from in Cyprus. So I just wanted to, to go back to some of the reasons why I actually chose Villa Carpe Diem. And a lot of it was because of the website. But oddly enough, it wasn't because of the things that appealed to me. Um, it was because I got absorbed into the website because of the, the, the owners. And it's Andy and Nikki Reynolds. Um, shout out to Andy and Nikki. Um, well, hey, Andy. <laughs> I know Andy as well. Um, so, uh, um, one of the features, and, and we're going back to niche marketing here. Um, Andy has created the villa to be completely disability friendly. Anybody with a, you know, even the most severe disability is going to be able to find what they need from this website. You know, I'm not talking here about the actual specifics of the property itself, but how somebody with a specific need a little bit like Diane's, you know, you know, horse enthusiasts are going to find their needs on her site. People with disabilities are going to find their needs on the villacarpadium.co.uk website. And it's, it's simply written in, in the access statement on the website. And I think this is so important. We, we so often forget about accessibility. I mean, everybody, you know, in the U.S., you've got to be ADA compliant. Um, not so much here in the in in, in Canada. We have we, we don't have those um, um, compliance regulations that we have to adhere to. But often, it's lip services paid to them. You know, we we've got the the doors are of the of the right width, and 
you know, you don't necessarily have to have a ramp, but um, you know, some people have put one up. But it is, it's, it's not done in its entirety that the way that um, that Andy has. So just, I mean, go take a look at the accessibility statement on his website, which um, which covers sort of every room in the property. Um, they have a complete accessible apartment on the lower floor, which which is equipped with the most amazing, what they call, I, I don't know the exact terminology, but it's a turning bed, um, which means that somebody who is not able to turn themselves in the night, the bed actually does it for them. So, so a family can come with a, with a pretty severely disabled member of their group and have, that person is going to have an equally good time because not only do the bedrooms have all the accessible features, but there's even a hoist to get the guest into the swimming pool. There's complete um, ramp all the way. It's just a gentle slope, in fact, from the accessible apartment all the way around the gardens to the swimming pool. And then there's a hoist wow. to get them into the pool. Um, Andy can also provide a, um, a suitably accessible car to go with the um, rental as well. And, and he has done so much more. Um, I'm not seeing it on the website at the moment. Perhaps I haven't looked, looked deep enough into it. Um, but he's recently uh, started working with um, a scuba diving school. And it's a couple that we mm. met while we were there. And these guys will come to the come to the villa. I see it. It's in the bottom left. Pool scuba session. All right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Oh my gosh! So cool. Um. So you know, I'm sort of getting blown away again with with the actual um the property itself and the way it's all set up. But uh, when we when we're talking about the website here, so to, just to go back onto the site itself, great images. You know, just like we mm -hmm. we talk about seeing, but this access statement sets this one apart from other um, villa websites, um, certainly anywhere that I looked in Cyprus. The, one of the reasons I look for access statements is that I have a disabled granddaughter. We, we're always looking for places where we might go with um, our daughter, son-in-law, and, and their children. And we have to look for places that are accessible um, so that we can take um, that family with us too. So really important for me, you know, once, once again, um, as, as websites go, it has all the features that make it, um, a great, a great one to visit, but that access statement makes it for me. Yeah, I love that. And I think, um, it would be easy to acknowledge this type of product as a product that's doing good for society and making travel accessible for people with disabilities. But I also, I also think, and I, I bet you Andy would uh, agree, it's good for business too. Uh, we talk oftentimes about amenities that you can be adding to your vacation rental that uh, add value to your asset, whether it's something that allows you to increase your nightly rate or something that um, differentiates you from the mass, vast majority of the competition. A good, a simple example would be like a hot tub in a skiing destination. We know that properties with hot tubs command a greater nightly rate and experience greater occupancy year-round than properties that do not. And investing in that top hot tub is also investing in the asset that is the property itself. I think examples like Andy's show us that uh, people with disabilities are 
uh, represent a significant demographic of business too. And having these types of amenities can also mean that you're going to be making more money or booking out more properties or perhaps just meeting more guests that are very similar to you. So I think that's a really uh, very much a win-win type of investment. But I think it comes back once again to this, you know, getting your avatar right, knowing who you're yeah. targeting and then making sure that your website just speaks to them. So what's your, what's your second one? Um, my second one is Jens Bach. I, I always say Bachman in my head. You know, sometimes like you're reading a book and you see the name of a character and you just you have your own way of saying it in your brain, but you've never actually said it out loud. Uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce Jens's last name. It's B-A-C-H-E-M, Bachem. Okay. Uh, nor do I know officially how to pronounce the name of this destination. I believe it's Carrig Lake, but his website is C-A-R-A-G-H lakehouse.com. So I'm just going to call it Carrig Lakehouse for the time being. This is a property in Ireland. And what strikes anyone who visits the website in a heartbeat is this stunning homepage photo taken by a drone camera. And I'm going to tell you in a second why I know that um, of Jens's new vacation rental. I believe it's a five or six bedroom lakefront home. Uh, And it's got this power statement, the magic of a wild lake, large lakefront home from 300 euros per night. There's a couple components of Jens's website that I think um, are worth uh, mentioning. The first would be the fact that it's responsive. Increasingly, people are using mobile devices to access our websites and to respond to inquiries and stuff like that. So if our websites are not optimized for mobile devices, it basically excludes us from communicating with that potential guest. The second is visuals. Jens does a tremendous job of using visuals over big, long descriptions. Like my guess is that some of my more artistic or wordy friends would take several paragraphs to describe the magic that is that first view that you get um, right off the bat. But the fact is that most people, when they arrive on your website, if you don't catch them right off the bat, they will leave. One of the statistics that I like to quote is that I think it was 2013, The average human attention span was eight seconds, and that is one second shorter than that of a goldfish, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is to say that most people, when they arrive to our websites, leave if we are not able to immediately hook them. Uh, Otherwise, like Donna Martinez said the other day, that's why her goldfish have been going belly up all these years. Uh, So I think Jens, with the use of visuals as opposed to big, long, intimidating walls of text, is able to communicate the style, the feeling, the emotion of his property uh, with visuals, with that one gorgeous photograph. If you don't have a property that is as scenic, get an even better photographer to make it look even more spectacular. You'd be amazed by what professional photographs can do. Uh, The responsiveness is also huge. Jens has all the little components like we talk about. You can uh, make an inquiry online. Uh, You'll notice at the bottom of his homepage, he has a little interactive calendar uh, and it says ready to book. And you can click the days that you want and then type in how many guests, your name and your email and click send inquiry. This is, I think, something really, really helpful for anyone who's not ready to jump full two feet into the, the online instant booking um, 
strategy, someone who's a little bit concerned about um, guests arriving last minute or not being able to have conversation with the guests before they book. Jens does something real simple, and he just allows you to block off the dates, asks you to send an inquiry, and then he can follow up with you. And he pre-qualifies his guests knowing the dates and the amount of guests that they're interested in ahead of time. But at the same time, the guest feels like you know he's making a little bit of a commitment. They are making that micro gesture to separate the room. And, and therefore, my guess is that he's not getting totally vague inquiries like, do you have availability? Because very clearly they can see that they do. So Jens's website has all these interesting components, but the, the thing I like most about it and something that you would not know as just a, a stranger visiting this website is that when Jens tracks things religiously. And a great example of that is the homepage photo, this beautiful one that you can see using the drone camera. He had a couple beautiful photos and he wasn't sure which one he wanted on his homepage. Uh, featured image. Uh, for the same reason, he wasn't sure which thumbnail he wanted to use for all of his listing sites. As we know, the better your thumbnail image is on your listing site, the more page uh, click-throughs you get. And the more click-throughs you get, the more potential inquiries you get. Now, obviously, the more inquiries you get, the more bookings you get. So what Jens did, instead of just going with his gut, which is what most of us do, uh, and I admit I do it too, is Jens took out $15 worth of advertisements on Facebook ads. It's a super simple platform that allows anybody within a couple minutes to get onto Facebook ads, uh, create a little bit of description text, put up a photo and a link and publish it live and you're spending anywhere from five to 10 cents every time someone clicks, depending on your um, the com competitiveness of your niche. And what Yen's found after putting two advertisements with the exact same copy, yet two different photographs, is that one of the photographs generated 75% more click-throughs than the other. So just to rephrase that, he had two advertisements running simultaneously that were exactly the same in text, with the exception of the two different featured images. And one of the images was a gorgeous shot from the inside of his um, living room, looking out at the lake. The other one, in fact, I think it was this one, if you scroll halfway through the homepage, the one that says taking in some stunning views. Um, and the other photo was this drone photo. And uh, Jens had an instinct that this drone photo was more compelling, but he didn't know how much more compelling it was. And after that $15 experiment, he found that 75% more people click on the, the drone shot than did the interior shot. So of course, Jens then went and replaced every single one of his listing site thumbnails with this amazing drone image because he knows that with a 75% better click-through rate, he is going to be generating 75% better results at the end of the year. Uh, and also he switched out on his homepage and this is now the gorgeous money shot that we see when we first arrive. So those are my kudos for Jens. I think he's done an amazing job and this is a brand new vacation rental. So you can tell he's on the right track. Uh, I love the homepage and, and you nailed it with, um, with, with just talking about these images because you see so many homepages with just ma this mass of the dense text that you don't want to read through. But this says it all. Even, you know, you mentioned that photo taking stunning views. That says it all. Um, enjoy long, lazy lunches with friends and family. That says it all. 
you don't have to talk about how you cook your lunch and all the, there's nothing wrong with descriptive text, but in this context, he's uh, he's really nailed it just by finding the image and finding the caption that uh, that describes it um, in in such a powerful way. And a lot of people think that like they they refuse to accept that text is going out of style, and I don't think it is. But we have to look at results, and the simple way to to check this out would be to look at your website analytics. And, and the bounce rate, the percentage of people that arrive and leave within a couple of seconds, will give you a very clear idea which version works better. And almost every single time that I've ever seen, gorgeous photos and videos keep people on the website longer than big, long, intimidating walls of text. It's just a reality. And I don't think that means we need to take text out of our marketing portfolios. I think it just means that we need to supplement this decreasing interest in text with video, gorgeous photographs and visuals that can communicate things more quickly. As they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, you just nailed it. I don't need to say any more about that. Um, just those are four really, really good websites. So, you know, go take a look at them. Um, as I say, you know, Look at them alongside the the commentary that Matt and I have done and um, see if you agree. Um, <clears throat> this is a, a feature I want to include on future shows. There's a lot more I wanted to talk about today, Matt, but we really are um, out of time. Um, my five on four may have gone into sort of eight on four, but uh, I think it was really <laughs> worthwhile. Um, I wanted to talk about the... Um, the, the awards program we're going to be doing at the Vacation Rental Success Summit, but I'm just yeah. going to leave that one hanging out. And we, sh- we shall discuss that in more detail when we, we come back and talk again, hopefully early in the new year. Are you up for that? Yeah, maybe we could talk all about the summit and how to get the most out of these types of events and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, perfect. Um, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure, well, as ever. As ever. I mean, we, you know, we'll, we could probably sit and talk for three hours on this. Um, <laughs> And uh, and still have have more food to take us into the uh, in into the the next three hours. But for now, I just want to um, j- just just thank you for for your time again today. You're always so generous with your time, certainly with me, and I know with so many people in your community. Well, absolutely, and I um, I'm very excited to hear the news about the sixth granddaughter. So keep us keep us updated. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's still happening. I keep checking my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's going to happen sometime, you know. It's you know that's a given. <laughs> All right. Well, keep us updated. I would. I'll have a little drink for you. Okay. Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. See you, Heather. Super job, Matt. Thank you so much for for joining me on today's episode. And uh, we we really did overrun the time today. So I'm going to uh, close it up really, really quick. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Please check out the show notes. We talked a lot today. There's a lot of links in there. Um, go there and and check out those websites. Check out those things that's working for us. Um, Jive Systems for me and Read It For Me for Matt. And uh, I'm sure you'll find something really useful in there. So that's it for now. That's it for another week. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon.
Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh, 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 oh